0: The process of elimination in this competition, pinfall, submission, or cut
1: There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of people. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of view. That's the kind of man you are looking at.
0: The ashes of the fight Media Network, and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. You don't laugh at the misfortunes.
1: Kurt Angle, come back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ring of Tyranny. We are recording on the eve of DLC. the WWE pay-per-view tomorrow, uh, December 16th at, uh, what, 7 o'clock or something? It, it's got 11 matches. It's going to be long. Long, I, I wonder if it's just going to be as long as a Survivor Series was so long. And so how long is this pay-per-view going to be? I guess we're just going to have to find out. But 11 matches, oh boy. And uh, just uh, on that number alone, you know, we've got a lot to cover here because... Not only did I watch Raw and SmackDown and 205 Live and NXT this week, I watched Impact and I watched MLW. So I'm gonna try to cover those as well. MLW Fusion, which is on the Fight uh, F I T E app, uh, I have it on the Roku, and you can watch ML Fusion. They put it MLW Fusion. They put it up every week, and it's a good show. And I think you should watch it. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, first of all. Uh, this is very exciting. Um, I am Alan Johns, your host. This is Ring of Tyranny. Uh, if, if you're new to Ring of Tyranny, welcome. Uh, to fill you in, I am the ex-emperor of the Datafight Media Empire, which was, in some people's view, a conspiracy theorizing show. Uh, but I and the community that uh, we grew with the show. Would rather refer to it as truth-telling. Anyway, some people obviously have a big problem with truth-telling, and one of these people. Well, he's not really a person. He's he's more of like a space alien. And he heard our podcast, our radio show. uh, We had an AM radio show and a podcast and a a decent internet uh, presence after about a decade of broadcasting. Uh, The space alien uh, heard my show and hated it so much that he felt it necessary to come down to our planet. ...and interfere with my life and basically shut down the show... ...uh, not before stealing my voice for the past two years. I finally got it back, and, uh, with my voice coming back... Uh, I decided to return to broadcasting, it's where I belong, I've got it in my blood, I've got it in my bones, so I'm back. And, uh, lately the space alien has been laughing all over episodes of our show. Uh, our producer, Bernie Brasino, believes he may have uh, found a solution. So if you hear strange noises, uh, going throughout the show, um... Just know that it's us trying to push back against Skinner, and hopefully, uh, we're hoping he's going to give up, but uh, Bernie uh, figured out, rigged, uh, rigged a little thing, so when Skinner's laughter interferes, we respond with the voice that uh, or some kind of sound effect that's going to block it out. Anyway, uh, let's go on here. Uh, we've got New Year's uh, is coming up. So just to let you know, we've got some some lists coming, some top ten, top five lists uh, from 2000. The year there was 2018. Was it better than 2017? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the same. Well, many things happened, and so many things uh, didn't or fell apart. Anyway, uh, let's go on. Um, you know. It was very interesting week in WWE because they addressed the complaints. And uh, I feel like this re- uh, level of reality interweaving into the show has not really been present uh, for the past almost 20 years now, since the Attitude Era. And I thought it was interesting, um, and we're going to talk about it a lot. Uh, there's some news um, that I read earlier today, and I'm going to share with you, that might line up perfectly with what a lot of people... Uh, w- w- that. A lot of people that grew up in the Attitude Era, uh, that are kind of WWE's only remaining audience at this point, um, they're all kind of on the same wavelength as it pertains to management. So we'll address that in a second. First, we want to change things up a little bit. So we have this new segment. It's a movie review segment with our producer, Bernie Brasito. And it's called Bernie's Pick Flicks. And he's going to be reviewing a movie for you uh, this week. So please enjoy this uh, new episode of the segment uh, Bernie's Pick Flicks.
0: Thanks, Alan. This week on Bernie's Flick Picks, uh, we're going to be reviewing the movie Morning Glory. Um, I watched this movie on Pluto TV maybe three or four times in the last month. So that right off the bat should tell you this is probably going to be kind of a more positive review. Pluto uh, TV, for those of you that don't know, is really something else. You should, if you have Roku or Apple TV, or even if you just want to watch it on your phone, Pluto uh, TV, is just PlutoTV.com. It's Pluto like the planet or the dog, the cartoon dog uh, TV, all one word.com. And you should check it out. Shout Factory has uh, a channel where they play great movies. Uh, there's an MST3K 24-hour channel, a Gordon Ramsay 24-hour channel, and an Unsolved Mysteries 24-hour channel, not to mention like the videos of cats um, and dogs and other pets, people's pets being funny. and and a lot of skate fail videos. There's a 24-hour Impact Wrestling channel for you guys that listen to this show. Anyway, Morning Glory is pretty good. Came out in 2010, I believe, 2011. And uh, Rachel McAdams is a young, eager TV producer who gets sent to this morning show by Jeff Goldblum. Um, It's up to her to turn it around. It's really failing in the ratings and whatnot. So she tries to get Harrison Ford on the show, and Harrison Ford is kind of a Tom Brokaw, but he's a little more serious, and he hasn't been doing any work for years because of the state of the news, and so there's this clash between McAdams and the older, more experienced uh, Harrison Ford. I wouldn't really call it a rom-com, though it has that tone. It's directed uh, by the director, or at least the writer of The Devil Wears Prada, so there's some pretty good you know, illustrations of the little guy versus the big guy, and even though it's not a romantic comedy, I would say the romance is replaced with another R word—respect. Anyway, Morning Glory. Download Pluto TV. Watch it. It's great. Uh, back to you, Alan.
1: Well, thanks for that. Uh, re- thanks for that review, Bernie.
0: I uh, actually I have seen the film Morning Glory.
1: and uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, well, we just loved it. Uh, I don't- that movie is kind of unique. Like you, like you said, um, There's the, instead of a romantic tone, it's kind of a respect tone, and, and I can respect that. Uh, so, yeah, my, my vote, too, goes to watch Morning Glory as soon as you can. Anyway, uh, let's get to this week in wrestling. All right, so Raw this week kind of started um, in a Attitude Era tone like I was referring to before Seth Rollins comes out. And he's complaining about the writing, um, complaining about the direction, complaining about just generally complaining about the state of Monday Night Raw. Um, so what they did in this segment is Seth Rollins blamed it on Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin, who's been acting general manager, um, who also is a 50-50 fictional character. I mean, in the Attitude Era, what would have been different was someone would have been given a chance to challenge Mr. McMahon. And someone would have said, blamed the bad writing on Mr. McMahon, like Stone Cold. ah. Uh-uh. It's underestimated, I believe, uh, how powerful that story was and, and still can be because on the surface of it, Vince McMahon's been um, just kind of keeping everyone down. There's lots of theories about that. I, I personally listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, uh, marked out wrestling podcasts, uh, the Wrestle Ramble. Uh, The Bruce Prichard Show, but that doesn't really cover now, but I listen to Vince Russo, Jim Cornette. uh, I like it all. The Wrestler Review, check them all out. Anyway, uh, a lot of the consensus on this is, uh, you know, Vince doesn't want to create stars anymore. They don't want anybody to get big enough to kind of call the shots, even though John Cena and Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, were uh, able to... Pull themselves out of the Saudi Arabian trip, uh, the uh, the secret pay-per-view that was revealed and uh, reminded us all that Evolution was probably just a consolation prize because the women couldn't perform in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, the women now are becoming the stars of the shows. Um. Uh, if you want to get into conspiracy land, I'll, I'll take you down there a little bit because we've got, as I said, sound effects fighting back the laughter of the space alien that wants to destroy uh, my broadcasting career. But uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys and your letters, and you're saying that you kind of want us to get conspir- uh, conspiratorial or tr- you kind of want us to do some truth telling. Well, let me just lay it down right now. There is not going to be any truth-telling here. This is a truth-telling-free zone. Uh, we are not in the business of truth-telling anymore. I don't even care if we can get rid of Skinner's laughter. It's not a. It's not a good. A good road to travel. It's not fun. It's bumpy. It's full of holes. It's covered in, in debris and there's fire on both sides. So you don't really, we don't really need to go down that road. We're not going to be truth telling any, any, anymore. So we're going to be, I'm going to conspiracy theorize just here for a minute. If you look at NXT, if you look at TakeOver, it's even called TakeOver. All the pay-per-views are called TakeOver. Well, what if they've been planning... Even Most of us can't imagine them planning this out more than a year. But what if they've been planning for a few years? If NXT, if if Triple H was able to make NXT, what it is now. uh, Almost better than either Raw or SmackDown. What if the TakeOver is a reference and... You know... It's just interesting to me that Triple H will at some point take over the company. Anyway, there was some uh, news that Mr. McMahon will be appearing on Raw this next Raw uh, this week after TLC on Monday. Uh, So maybe all of our uh, suspicions will be confirmed. Uh, Other people on these podcasts, another popular uh, train of thought, is they should do some kind of uh, senile Vince McMahon angle where people start calling him out for... Booking these terrible matches. And honestly, if you if you want to make it true, you want to give Vince an out so he can go work on the XFL. And this product can be good because some of us are still going to watch it, apparently, no matter what you do to us. If you want to make it good, blame Vince McMahon. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Anyway, Raw uh, went on. Chabby Rudel won the tag belts from AOP. Uh, with a little bit of Drake Maverick interference, uh, as others have complained, is every match going to be loose House Party Rules, and when can they find a writer that will demand continuity, that will demand um, unif- or something to make sense? Anyway... Uh, Ruby Riot came out. She has a Jim Neidhart table. It's basically uh, one of those breakable tables WWE has with Jim Neidhart's picture uh, painted on it. And she's threatening to put Natalya through it on Sunday. And I don't know why that makes any sense. It really doesn't. And I Baron Corbin, you know, and Seth Rollins had a TLC match, which uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this Raw, to me, was... Uh, It was better than the last couple weeks, but it's still a failed opportunity. As I said, if you really wanted to go for the gold, blame Vince. Vince, it is Vince's fault, so let's tell some truth here, WWE, I don't want to tell any truth, I'm not in the business of truth-telling on this show, as I said, but it'd be nice if I had some truth-telling to review, I can promise you that, uh, Drew McIntyre, um, he had his whole, I, I don't even know, I don't like his vest, I'll be honest, it looks like something from Highlander, so if you're gonna dress him like that, Why not just create a story where he's from the future uh, and he's come to slay the... I mean, he he looks ridiculous. Anyway, um, I'm pretty excited for TLC. I think that a Drew McIntyre Finn Balor's match will be good. Uh, They're developing this Dolph Ziggler Whatever. Anyway, Braun Strowman. Let's get to Braun Strowman. Is Braun Strowman really going to be at TLC? Why is Braun Strowman scheduled for TLC? Now, a couple people have floated the theory that maybe some other person, Bray Wyatt, or as I would prefer, Kurt Angle, who is a true American hero, he's my hero, and I believe he should be uh, your hero, too. What if one of them was uh, to come in uh, in the place of Bray Wyatt and Cause, uh, cause some kind of ruckus. I would be into that. Anyway, we'll see if Bray Wyatt, uh, Braun Strowman comes out of Bray Wyatt, and uh, whether Baron Corbin becomes permanent GM. I personally love the idea that Kurt Angle might come out. I hope we get to see it because he deserves it. And Baron Corbin, uh, let's blame him for the ratings anyway. These are the lowest ratings of all time for WWE on cable, and it's kind of like you're getting distracted by all the extra stuff that you forgot. To take care of the core. So I hope you're doing some core strength training there, WWE. Because I'm going to keep watching for a while. It hasn't gotten bad enough for me yet. Uh, I'm a fan of some pretty bad stuff. Uh, SmackDown was great. I thought Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, took on Mustafa Ali. And it was a good match. And Mustafa Ali got a shot. And it was good to see him. Because I watched 205 Live. And I know Mustafa Ali is great. Uh, The next match was Asuka versus Charlotte. I'll tell you what, Asuka had a great promo. She had a great promo promo, uh, on this episode. She did really good, and I loved the fierce Japanese at the end of the promo. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, she had a match against Charlotte, which ended in Oscar whacking Charlotte and Becky, who keeps coming out to watch the matches on chairs for some reason. Uh, you can just watch it from the back, but I guess everyone wants to see Becky, so let's bring her out and have her get whacked with a kendo stick. Everybody's getting whacked with kendo sticks. Yeah, uh, the Miz had this whole thing where he, uh, uh, well, he he kind of trolled the managers all night. He's, he's basically, I feel like the Miz is messing with Shane. I don't think he's even trying to create an alliance. He's just being a pain in the butt, and that appears to be what Shane thinks about it. And then he beat up some jobbers. He uh, had Shane help him beat up some jobbers, and Miz is waving the best-in-the-world trophy around. I think Miz, uh, if you really look at it, Shane kind of stole that trophy from Miz. That should be Miz's trophy. Uh, That was ridiculous. As I said, uh, to get a little conspiracy, wrestling conspiracy theorizing with you, um, I think there could be something to maybe Vince pushing a storyline with a prince, in this case his son Shane, winning the trophy because uh, he's in a country that's run by a prince. Uh there was a uh, another match, uh, Randy Orton versus Ray, well, sort of had a match. Uh, and then the Usos and Cesaro had their rap battle, which, um, I, I don't know, I thought it was okay. Anyway, uh, NXT, was uh good as always or it was fine uh ricochet fought tyler breeze who apparently got demoted to nxt but really is it so much of a demotion because uh just watch he's gonna do great um i think matt riddle was out there again i kind of tune in when he comes out because he looks like uh my son when my son kind of got the freedom to get stoned all the time and That's what he decided to do at this time. Uh, uh, Undisputed had their little promo. Uh, I like the Undisputed era, but I really don't like these promos. Uh, uh, They're weird. They're like at the Jungle Gym... Anyway, I mean, what they're saying is good. It just it feels like it can be presented in a different way. Uh, and then, uh, oh yeah, we had a Shayna Baszler match. Pretty good match. Uh, but after the match, those uh, horsewomen uh, from MMA were kind of hanging around Shayna, Shayna. I guess they're gonna be her her backup. And uh, maybe some people are excited about that. But I think the MMA invasion. Uh, I'm not too. I don't really care about seeing force make a new for an official force horse, horse women. I don't really want to see the four horsewomen of NXT go up against the four horsewomen of MMA. I don't care about that. That's just so predictable. Uh, I would like to see Shana beat these two up. Uh, They're just going to laugh. I mean, so if you're MMA, you don't have to go through any of the live crowd riling up training that all these other people have to go to. I mean... People complain about Dean Ambrose, but he can work a crowd. Dean Ambrose uh, has the experience. He's put effort into it. I mean, I, I, I'm i not saying that they can't, but they haven't yet. They just kind of show up, and since they're stars, they get to be on the show. Anyway, 205 Live. Pretty good Uh, pretty good episode of this. Buddy Murphy is obviously the man of 205 Live. I do not think he's going to lose the belt, Uh, at least in the next month. And I like the friendship of Akira Tozawa and Brian Kendrick. It's kind of a funny friendship. Uh, Akira Tozawa... Uh, told Drake Maverick he was fired, um, which was pretty fun. Uh, Drake Maverick, of course, had, you know you can't do that to me. Uh, there was a good match uh, buried in this show, though. Uh, c- uh, Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese. It was great. Uh, watch it if you get a chance. Uh, it's a standout match of the week. It's in the, definitely in the top five. Uh, Impact Wrestling was pretty good. Uh, all, all the wrestling was pretty good. B, B-minus. Uh, In the definitely watchable, uh, uh, at least Raw was watchable this week, I mean, let's say that. Oh, sorry, there was a little cut there, sorry, Uh, my daughter actually interrupted the show. She came in um, to the studio here, which is basically just a, a room upstairs in our In our house somewhere in Texas where we run this operation from, I'd rather not be specific. Uh, She brought me uh, some green beans from her organic gardening operation. And let me tell you, organic gardening, that's a way of the future. Now back to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling was pretty good. Uh, There is Trevor Lee versus Trey. These are qualifying matches for, I believe, a world title shot. Uh... Trey, who is one half of the Rascals with uh, Desmond Xavier, he uh, he really lit up the ring. I gotta say, this guy, this kid has a future in the business. Uh, there was an awesome uh, moose promo on this episode. It started off with Rich Swan versus Dave Chris. And it, like I said, every match was worth your time. Go ahead and watch it. Um, Don Callis. Now, I did want to say this. I wrote this in my notes. Don Callis is my favorite commentator in the business right now. So that, almost Don Callis alone with his pink shirt and his pink shades and his and his dryness, he, yeah, that is almost worth the price of, the, of admission alone to the GWN Network. Uh, Global Wrestling Network. That's not GWN Network Network. Anyway, let's move on. GWN.com. Check it out. Um, uh, there was a Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian Cage versus Moose. That was the match of the night. Moose Moose had a great promo. I love Moose. I love that music. I believe the guy who did Moose's music did the music for Taz on his podcast. Impact Wrestling's great. Check it out. Killer Cross is there. Um, they're kind of building up to some stuff. They got a great women's division. Give it, give it your time. Uh, I also watched an episode of MLW Fusion on the Fight app. I believe I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Look. This is already running longer than a lot of our shows. I don't know what the time's going to be with these shows. Uh, 30 minutes, maybe that's just going to be the maximum. And maybe at some point, if I start a Patreon and, and you guys begin to contribute to it, because... My, my daughter's organic farming operation, like I said, is going pretty good, but I don't know if it's going good enough to run a show. I mean, you know, I'm still having to do work here and there, uh, but we'll see. And maybe someday, something that we can wait for. Anyway, on to Major League Wrestling, which is uh, Major League Wrestling Fusion, MLW Fusion. This show is available on the Fight FITE app. Check it out yeah because you need to get on there and you need to see Teddy Hart Teddy Hart is coming back from uh from the trenches from the darkness. He was kind of shunned by the wrestling community. And now he's back with Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Brian Pillman. And they are the new Hart Foundation. And Teddy Hart, I will tell you, is a top five wrestler already in uh, in the game for 2018 just because of this return. This episode of MLW Fusion, I believe it was from December 11th. They just recently had an episode in Miami live last night. I think it was a live thing. So MLW is going to be w- doing some live performances. Uh, so watch out, and I can believe it because this stuff is actually pretty great. And watching Teddy Hart in the ring, man, I gotta say, he is top five. It, uh, you need to watch this guy if you're a fan of wrestling, Smart Mark, whatever you want to call yourself. You need to check this guy out. You need to watch Teddy Hart. He has a he has a bad reputation, but I don't really believe it when I see him in the ring. Anyway. Uh, the whole thing is great. Brian Perlman Jr. and Teddy Hart made a promo in the Pro Wrestling T-Store and kind of messed with it a little bit. And, uh, they're, they're heelish, but everybody's behind Teddy. It's hard to not be behind them. You want them to succeed. There was an earlier episode where Brian Pillman and Teddy Hart and David Boy Smith, the new Hart Foundation, or just the Hart Foundation, I believe they're calling themselves, uh, attacked Kevin Sullivan. And this segment was done really well. The editing was done really well. You you, you do yourself a favor if you watched MLW Fusion and so that Teddy Hart, Brian Pillman Jr. and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. did this great thing. Uh, inter- and you're never gonna see this in WWE. You wouldn't have seen this for years in WWE. Well, now because it's been done. But Brian Pillman streaming on Facebook Live and some and uh, uh, um, uh, who was it? Jason Cade. So it was Teddy Hart versus Jason Cade. Jason Cade came and benched Brian Pillman in the face while he was a streaming live on Facebook. And Brian, he was. And this was in the episode. It's great. You should check out MLW. Uh, There was a luchador from Mexico. A very famous luchador who was uh, built up. Roosh. He was a scary guy, I gotta tell you. He beat him up. He seems to take no prisoners. He has that attitude. Take no prisoners. Uh, he, he went up against Sammy Guevara from Katy, Texas. A land I am familiar with. I have friends in Katy. I've, I've been to Katy. I even uh, lived for about three... Uh, for a period of years in Katy. Uh, a little bit before it was all built up like it is. And uh, the Datafide Media Empire took off. Um... Let's get to our TLC predictions. So we're going to run a little long. We might run a little long on the New Year's episode, too, because I'm going to have a lot of lists, top ten lists, things like that. If you if you want to send your top ten list in, uh, ringoftyranny at gmail.com, tweet at uh, ringoftyranny on Twitter, Ring of Tyranny at gmail.com would be best. My, my I've been having a little bit of a tech problem with my phones and my cloud backup, blah, 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 blah. Go to ringoftyranny uh, ring at gmail.com. Send us your top 10 list. I, I mean, uh, I'll i be interested to see what you say. Top 10 WWE wrestlers, SmackDown, whatever you want. I'll tell you what, Daniel, the new Dan O'Brien and Teddy Hart both have a lock. Shayna Banzler as well. Velveteen Dream. I mean, I've already pretty much done my top five. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, we're going to have the Ustos versus New Day versus Cesaro for the tag- SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I believe Cesaro will Cesaro will retain so they can win uh, the first time to win six out of these groups. Whatever. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali. I believe Buddy Murphy will be victorious. I don't think they're going to take the title off of him just yet. Or I don't think it's time for him to lose the title. Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. A chairs match. Let's hope it's quick. I believe Rey Mysterio will get his revenge. Drew McIntyre. Versus Finn Balor, I'd be interested to see Finn Balor win this. Ruby Riot versus Natalia. I believe it's pretty obvious Natalia would win. Maybe they wouldn't sink that low, uh, but we'll see. Vince is going to be on Raw on Monday, so maybe they're going to be they're going to sink really low uh, on this pay-per-view. We'll see. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, I'm pretty excited about this. I, 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 for all the complaining about Dean Ambrose's return with his Bane look, which I don't really know because I never watched The Dark Knight Rises. I thought it was terrible uh, and turned it off in, tw- in the first twenty minutes uh dean has been working uh the intercontinental title into his promos for the past couple weeks and maybe people didn't notice it but i appreciate uh one of the wrestlers talking about how he uh, can't wait to hold that thing up in the air whether it's the Intercontinental Championship, any of the championships. Uh, you want the championship. Elias versus Bobby Lashley, a guitar on a ball match. I think Bobby Lashley uh, should win. Um, he's, I mean, he's unstoppable. He's the unstoppable force or whatever. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. This is going to be the first women's TLC match in history, and I'm pretty excited. I'll tell you what. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll see if it isn't the main event. And uh, I'm actually uh, pulling for Asuka here. I think Asuka deserves the win. She won that Royal Rumble. She got screwed out of the championship. Uh, We got Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax Return from from one of my top ten matches of the year, as you will hear in the New Year's episode. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I would be really interested to see Nia Jax win here. Um, Nia Jax, I apologize. Uh, But uh, everybody, I, I, I think, can agree that they'll probably keep it on Ronda Rousey because that's how... Hollywood NWO, the WWE management has become. Uh, We're going to have Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, supposedly. Uh, No one knows where Strowman is. I'm hoping that they will send in a guest, uh, a stand-in performer to take Strowman's place and keep Baron Corbin out of uh, general managing Raw forever. I hope it'll be Kurt Angle, because he's my hero, and I think he should be your hero, too. And uh, the last match I'm going to bring up here, I probably missed some, because there's like 100 matches on this thing, is Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And I think we all know who I want to win there. My personal, and I want to call it right now favorite of the year, the new Daniel Bryan.
0: Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we well, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email Presido at gmail.com or Three Horses Radio at gmail.com. That's number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, Keep this ad free and uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors and uh, He wants you to keep fighting the good fight